0: Good risings. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. Today's listener question is Dear Liz, how do I foster more connection with my avoidant attachment partner? Before I answer the question, let me give you a rundown on what it means to have an avoidant attachment. So, people are built to bond. When we're very young, when we're babies, when we're toddlers, we bond with our caregivers. Sometimes we are in a scenario where we're able to bond with what's called a secure attachment. This means that we feel like our parent, our caregiver, is able to navigate helping us to develop connection and also autonomy. Our caregiver is able to manage their own anxieties. Our caregiver is able to manage their own discomforts with being connected with in a way that allows us to connect with them when needed. So when we cry, when we have a need, when we want comfort, they're able to give that to us. And our parent is also able to navigate their own anxieties around distance and space. As we develop, they're able to give us that space to grow and to learn. Sometimes though, babies develop what's called an insecure attachment style. An insecure attachment style means that the baby or the toddler, when they are trying to get the comfort they need, they don't get it in a way that actually comforts them. So maybe they reach out for comfort, but their partner is too distant, too autonomous too independent and isn't able to navigate connection with them. They're not able to nurture them, give them hugs, tend to their needs, and maybe even sometimes act as if their child is too needy. In the extreme, they might be completely neglectful and leave that child to tend to their own emotions all of the time and not nurture the child at all. Sometimes people will develop an insecure attachment style because they have a parent who is over the top. Their parent doesn't let them have space. Their parent is constantly hovering over them. Their parent is not able to back away and allow that child to develop their own soothing and sense of self. Now, as we grow, we tend to carry these attachment styles with us. If we have a secure attachment style, we're able in our relationships to navigate autonomy and connection. We're able to feel safe enough in our bodies and our nervous systems that when somebody we love isn't answering the phone immediately or someone we love has to go away from us for a little while or someone we love disagrees with us, we're kind of able to internally navigate that. We're also able to internally navigate what it feels like for somebody to want connection with us. So if someone has a need, they're stressed, they're sad, they want to talk about it, we can stay present with that. We can share our own vulnerabilities. So when you're securely attached, you can navigate connection and space. Now, when you're insecurely attached in an adult relationship, what happens is that your internal world has been developed to avoid the discomfort that you experienced when you couldn't get what you needed from another person. So if what you needed from another person was comfort and connection, and you didn't get it, then maybe what your internal world did was it made you get louder so that that person would have to come and soothe you. So what that might develop is what we call an anxious attachment style, where when we can't get the connection we want, we become more pursuant. We go after it more. Or... Maybe we didn't get what we needed in terms of connection or space. And we learned to deal with that discomfort by shutting down and withdrawing. And so as an adult, we might withdraw. So this person is saying that their partner seems to have an avoidant attachment style and they really wanna connect with this person. So what can they do to connect with the person, right? People who have an avoidant attachment style feel the urge to pull away when their partner is seeking intimacy. They tend to distance themselves from stressful situations or conflict by getting themselves busy. And it could be busy with work or tinkering or even just saying, I need to go to sleep, right? But they get themselves out of the situation. They tend to feel really close to people either at the beginning of a relationship or when there's distance. And they tend to experience space, independence, distance, it's more comfortable than being really close with people. And they often very much value independence and space. And they can feel really suffocated with high levels of intimacy and closeness. And so what can happen in an intimate relationship is if someone has a more avoidant style and their partner is seeking connection, like the listener who asks the question, they might pull away. And so the partner is then either going to just say, well, forget it, and they're not going to seek the connection anymore and nothing's going to happen, or it's going to trigger in the partner some anxiety, which then makes the partner chase. Often people who have an avoidant attachment style fall in love with people who have anxious attachment styles and vice versa. And so it's possible... That you, the person listening in, you might have some anxious attachment tendencies, which means that maybe you pursue topics, maybe it's really hard for you to navigate your kind of internal discomfort when another person needs space. And so you try to keep talking about it, even if it's not the right moment. So something that is really important to do, whether you have an anxious attachment style or not, is recognizing that the things that your partner, the things that they're doing Have to do with calming and coping with an internal world that feels uncomfortable in those moments. Does it mean that it's okay? No. Does it mean that it's going to be good for the relationship if that's all they do? No. But what it does mean is that you have to recognize that if they're using those coping strategies, that in those moments, there's nothing you can really do or say to get them to come closer to you because they're already internally dysregulated and they're trying to regulate themselves what we do know is that often if you can learn to behave in a way that is quote secure that it makes it a safer environment for your partner to meet you there too we talk about this a lot Partners co-regulate with each other. So if when your partner pulls away and does any of their avoidance stuff, it dysregulates you, they're going to feel that dysregulation, and it's going to play a role in this issue even more. So your work is to learn how to breathe, keep your body calm. If your partner pulls away, what are you going to do to soothe yourself? What are you going to do to get your needs met and kind of live a full life? It's really, really important. Asking yourself to think about the secure people in your life, the people that are able to navigate conflictual situations and intimacy in a way you admire, and saying to yourself, well, what would they do in this situation? What have I seen people do in these types of situations, and can I practice that? Now, we also know that there are lots of different types of intimacy, in our romantic relationships, sometimes we try to just to go for emotional intimacy all the time, which means we try to talk about things. We try to share our feelings. And if our partner isn't somebody that has a rich emotional vocabulary, that can be incredibly hard for them to do. And it can add to that internal discomfort, and then they're going to go into those Coping skills. So, what you can try to do instead is think of the other areas of intimacy where you might be able to connect with your partner in a way that they feel as if they have the skills to connect with you on. And then that can help build the confidence and the closeness and security in the relationship to then make room for emotional intimacy. So, what are those other areas of intimacy? I go into these areas in depth in my book, I want this to work, but as a quick overview, we have experiential intimacy, which is doing things together. So playing games, going on hikes, people who are avoidant tend to feel more comfortable with experiential intimacy. We have intellectual intimacy, talking about the topics of the day, learning something new together. Partners who are avoidant tend to be able to connect on that level as well. We have sexual intimacy, And we also have spiritual intimacy, which is talking about meaning and purpose and all. Sometimes people who are avoidant don't tend to do as well with that because that feels a little bit like emotional intimacy. But I want to encourage you to try to connect with your partner in another area of intimacy if it's hard to connect with them on emotional intimacy and see if that leads you somewhere. Now, lastly, you matter here too. So... You're doing a lot in order to meet your partner where they are. And that's really beautiful. And I also want to encourage you to make sure that you express to your partner that they have to meet you halfway too. So you might say something like, hey, babe, I know that this is just how you are. Here are the things I'm working on it would mean a lot to me if you worked on X, Y, and Z too. It would mean a lot to me if you worked on, even when a vulnerable conversation is difficult, you worked on some different types of self-soothing so that you can stay in the conversation with me.